Welcome to the most electrifying show where we discuss all topics related to high voltage. Let's go. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Jeremy? Man, working with lightning. We're back. Another episode. What episode is this? Oh, geez, I don't even know. We have so many. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me questions. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so we got a big guest today. We do. Yep. We got Woody. We got Woody he, on the podcast. Yeah, he's from Tennessee. He's down in Puerto Rico. I'd like to visit there someday. Yeah, one day. I'll have to ask him it's how coming. it is right now, weather-wise. I bet it's hot. I'm just yeah. going out on a limb. It's hot here, so. Yeah, it is. Any big news this week before we bring Woody on? Not really, man. I'm just, you know, coasting through life, enjoying it. Coasting? How about yourself? I would say coasting is the best way to describe how you work. <laughs> yes. That's, mm, yeah. Probably is a little derogatory there. No. No? No, no, no. No, not coming from you, right? Mm-mm. Not the guy who gave me the nickname Juicy. Uh, you earned it. Yeah, did I? <laughs> yeah, you did. You good? Yeah, no, are you good? Are we going straight to Woody? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's welcome Woody, man. All right, Blake, let's welcome to the show Woody. Woody is a substation technician at a local 760 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Apprenticeship through the Cell Cat out of Noonan, Georgia. He's been in the industry since 2010. Woody is the founder of Substation Nation. He is a proud husband and a proud father. Woody has gotten to travel through all 48 mainland states, Mexico, and Woody is currently working in Puerto Rico and had opportunities only the traveling trade can offer. Woody is all about substations and substation accessories. Woody, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Hey, Jeremy, man. What's going Blake, on? How are you going by now? <laughs> oh, dude, loving it. Hey, first off, appreciate you reaching out. Yeah. Awesome having it's, you on. It's it's been awesome having so many people reach out and want to be part of this and want to help us. Absolutely. Know. I guess Woody, before you get going, man. So you started Substation Nation social media Facebook page. What was that out of a need that you saw, or that's just something you wanted to do? Uh, well, in the beginning of it. So uh, when I first got into the trade and everything, uh, substation technicians weren't exactly, you know, a known thing. Uh, they were kind of born out of necessity because nobody wanted to work on the rocks. You know, they either wanted to soar with the eagles or go do some wiring. Mm. Um, so they had a real need for substation technicians. Uh, I grew up in trades in the southeast of the U.S. Uh, with a company that uh, was very much like family and it ended up growing and growing and uh Spent a lot of my years uh, learning a lot of the trade there, uh, cutting my teeth and learning the safe practices and things like that. Uh, when one day I uh, decided to go ahead and grab the bag and drag, if you will. And uh, whenever I left and went out into the real world like a big boy and ended up learning that some of the knowledge that I had was a lot more valuable than uh then I'd even notice because I'd never looked anywhere else. I didn't know what was all going on. Uh, and then so when you go out and put forth, you know, your effort and things like that, you know, people see it. People see people that enjoy their job and enjoy uh, what they do and take pride in it. And so it doesn't take long for people to take that and want to make moves to where you can, you know, multiply that, you know, start training people, things like that. So uh, then once you start moving up a little bit, it's you need subtext. You got to have subtext. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know at that time, I, I didn't know anybody that was a subtech other than the people that were with the company that I was previously working for. And uh, whenever I left, uh, some of the guys that were there, like I said, lifelong, you know, brothers and things like that. So uh, one of the only uh, only requests that when I left was, uh, you know, just don't poach employees. And that's c completely understandable. Yep. True. Uh, 
So when you go out into the real world and try to find a substation technician for a trade that really didn't exist, but a few years prior to me doing it, you know, it's kind of hard. So I ended up starting a Facebook group for Substation Nation. Uh, I actually based it off of line life, you know, because I was like, you know, you got line side, you got inside wiremen that are doing their own thing. And I was like, there's nothing for substations. Kind of started it as a fun thing to do on the side. Uh, kind of also started it for uh, if anybody out there that, you know, could see this or searched it or anything like that, they would be able to see that there's more than one company out there. There's uh, there's options that, you know, if you do work for a company, uh, whatever company it may be, you know, you might think, well, this is the only company that ever built substations unless somebody shows you or see, you see something different. So I was just trying to put it out there. The options are all there. And that the knowledge that people have and good subtext and good brothers have, you know, are more valuable than maybe even they understand. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to say, go ahead. I like the substation nation name. Yeah, no, Very it's, catchy. it's catchy. Yeah, I like it. No, I agree. So Woody, trying to go back to the beginning here, if I understood you right, so you're not like a legacy guy, right? Like your parents, your dad wasn't in sub line work. You're, you're kind of a first generation, just kind of found, well, found this industry by coincidence. I, uh, well, actually it's and also odd that you say that, but today's my father's uh, birthday he passed away in October. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But, uh, my, my, my mother, uh, grew up, she was a nurse, uh, by trade, the first female paramedic in the state of Mississippi when we were younger back when things wasn't, which is originally where I grew up. And for the folks that don't know, it's spelled M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, ain't no four S's. Uh, and then my father was actually a machinist by trade. Uh, you know, if he couldn't fix it, it wasn't broke. Uh, he could turn a block of aluminum into a yo-yo in a heartbeat. <laughs> and uh, so really, besides tinkering and fabricating and things like that, uh, I really never knew anything about the electrical trade. Uh, so growing up, I, I knew that I loved to fabricate and build things on the side for fun. And then as a young, dumb kid uh, out of high school, I'm a high school dropout. I got a GED um, and so ended up bartending, you know, good way to make money, have fun, meet girls, things like that, whatever. Oh, have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had a gentleman that would come in. Uh, Larkin Hopkins is his name. Also passed away, uh, but he would come in every evening. And uh, he would order a, uh, I can't say the name of the restaurant, but I will say that he came in every evening and ordered a chicken salad. And we'd have a conversation, this, that, and other. And at the time, I did a lot of camping and backpacking. I was pretty outdoorsy at the time as well in my free time. And he was like, you like being outside? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I got a job you might, you know, be interested in. So he kind of introduced me to uh, Mr. Ed up at uh, 474 Memphis, Tennessee's local hall up there who got me connected with uh, Cellcat, you know, uh, southeastern line construction apprenticeship training Mm -hmm. and i was like you know i'll go ahead i'll I'll give it a shot so i applied and you know didn't think twice about it after that and kept working and then about almost a year later because i went to go be a lineman i wanted to be a lineman that's that's what they told me i needed to be so i'm going to go i'm going to go climb some poles and things like that have some fun build some you know fire in the wires they say and whatnot so whenever i got accepted into the apprenticeship and started it the entire time that i was there my first apprenticeship i ended up only doing substation. They never put me on the line crew, distribution crew, transmission crew, anything like that. I only did substations and the company I was with, that's that's pretty much where I was stuck at. Uh, the situation that I was kind of in, I'd felt a little uncomfortable. I didn't know how the union worked. I didn't know how the company worked. You know, I had no idea how to go about doing things and, you know, especially being new and an apprenticeship and a trade and stuff, you know, 
you don't necessarily want to be the troublemaker or anything like that, but I felt uncomfortable and I didn't know enough to understand why or the, my path to go about it. So after a few incidences uh, that were dangerous, um, say the least, I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to go back to bartending for a little while. But I uh, ended up coming back. And then when I came back a year later in the apprenticeship, uh, I'd always done substation. They said, hey, you know, we're doing the substation program. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm already pretty decent at that. We'll go ahead and try that out. And went ahead and topped out with that. And to be honest with you, I love everything about substation and, you know, king of the hill kind of deal, substation, substation accessories. And, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's a lot more. It's something that, like, even with my father fabricating things, there's not just one thing you're doing every day. I mean, you have your little odds and ends and outs of different stuff you have to do on all aspects of the work. But if you go into a substation, you've got it all. Yeah. And then sometimes you get to fabricate and make your own things. You know, it's a it's a it's it's a challenge and some days more than others. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. So I got a quick question here for you, Woody. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned something about CellCat. Um, could you speak more to that? Like, what is that for us guys that don't know what that is? Okay. Uh, so there, there's a lot of options out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I am an avid union brother, uh, you know, and I will. And, and if you consider yourself a brother to anybody in this industry, you will only speak highly of them and just try and be your brother's keeper legitimately. Right. Um, you know, and like I said, if you get with uh, Curtis Elms, the bull grunt, uh, he's a big advocate of it. He was non-union for a lot of years and things like that. But if you put kind of pen to paper and start looking at stuff, you know, maybe that's not your life journey for everybody. But I can say that for since I've been in it, that it has absolutely taken care of me and mine. And uh, it's shown me a lifestyle that I probably wouldn't afford it as a bartender. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah. That being said, as far as CellCat goes, you know, Southeast Line Construction Apprenticeship Training is based out of Noonan, Georgia. Uh, what it is pretty much, even in the line side or the sub side of the trade, uh, they don't do inside wiremen. Usually the inside halls are a little bit different, so you can go take your actual classes and things like that. They have a different setup through NECA and everything like that. But as far as CellCat, uh, they teach linemen how to be apprentices, apprentice linemen. And uh, we also do substation technician. And so when they go through that, you know, it's a it's about a two and a half to three year program. It's actually as quick or as long as you want to make it. They give you all the tools to be successful. But if you're not putting forth the effort, you will reap no reward. And that's pretty much true with everything in life that's worth anything. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, as far as the cell cat, um, great program. You know, they're always changing, trying to update things like that. There's only three out of the uh, entire NECA from East Coast to West Coast, Coast that I personally know of that actually teach a substation technician ticket. Uh, and that would be Cellcat, Mo Valley, and Albat, which are kind of mainly up there in the Northeast and then the Missouri Valley area and then Cellcat. And pretty much the only concept of having these programs is to make people 
safe at what they're doing. You know, they want to teach you things. I can honestly say that most of what I've learned in my lifetime has been in the field. And I think that's true for most things we do. I mean, we can go to class to be, you know, a, a rocket science or I don't know, whatever major, something you want to in, <laughs> introduce into that. But right. Uh, as an analogy, but, you know, m- most everything that I've ever learned in my life's usually been hands-on and uh, and failure. A failure or, you know, somebody else to help show me a quicker, better, safer way. Yeah. Failure yeah. is a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. Well, how did you like it overall, the CellCat program or apprenticeship? Uh, there are, there were bumps. There, we went through a couple different directors, things like that. I will say that, uh, they're, like I said, they're always trying to make it better. Uh, and then everybody usually has a say in a lot of things that are going on there. It's a pain. Uh, I've heard people complain about it. Uh, that being said, some of those people that have complained about it were legitimate. And some of those were just an excuse, right? You know, it's, it's not me. It's nothing I did. It's definitely somebody (laughs) else's problem, which to be honest, if that's the mentality that you have in a high voltage industry trade, probably not a good trade to be in. Yeah. No kidding. and you, you said know, you, you started off on the line side. So did you go through cell cap for line and then transferred to sub or, or how did that work? Uh, well, like I said, I had an incident at work uh, that uh, I felt like um, I was almost severely or mortally injured uh, at least uh, twice in three weeks there in that area. And uh, I Jeez. didn't know how to handle that it. Sounds... I didn't, yeah, it's, you know, and, and you'll have those. But if you have a good leadership or a good setup there, then you don't have to worry about things so much necessarily. You don't have to worry about uh, a leader. I've, I've recent incident, you know, talking about you can't, you lead by example and make sure that you're setting the right example. If somebody is hot, injured, make sure to talk with them, make sure everything's going on because, uh, I mean, ev- you never know what's going on there. How do I put it? So you can't call somebody a sissy. And then whenever they lose a finger, you're like, well, what'd you do that for? Well, because yeah. I didn't want to feel like a sissy, so I went ahead and did the dangerous, stupid thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can't really uh, point a finger and then lose it. Have, have you right. uh, Have you felt that way, Blake? Not through all. your apprenticeship? No. no. No, definitely. You have not made me feel like that. Not nah. whatsoever. I'm <laughs> just playing. All right. So you went in the line, had some incidents, right? Right. Then so you I got, said, right, you know, substations where it's at. Well, yeah. And I went back, I went back for a year. So I dropped out of Cellcat. I went back to bartending, working at a oh, uh, oh, shop. Okay. I didn't realize you actually completely left the industry. Yeah. He said, okay. Oh yeah. He said, it. oh okay. yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know where to turn. Didn't know who to talk to. Didn't know how to, my venue of options or anything like that. So I was like, well, I'll just go back to bartending and working in a uh, tire shop. And I really didn't like working in a tire shop and uh, bartending kind of missed being outside again. Mm-hmm. So I uh, kind of came back into the apprenticeship after a year and started back and they had a substation technician program going on. And that's all that I ever did while I was in my lineman apprenticeship. So uh, I was like, you know, it's kind of a no brainer. I'm already kind of decent at that. So we'll just kind of see where this rocks out. And uh, just been doing it and loving it ever since. Uh, I've awesome. run into a lot of linemen that, and I still ain't put my finger on it why they hate substation so much. Yeah, I know. I know. I've seen it my whole career, man. They, you know, there's 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 scared of Yeah, yeah. There's they're scared of coming inside that fence. The ones that are willing to admit it, they'll tell you, "Hey, I don't want nothing to do with that." And then you have the other ones that are just hardcore linemen, right? And I don't blame them if if that's what they're into, that's their lifestyle, right? They're uh-huh. just they just are linemen, right? End of the day, 
Nothing's going to change it. They're linemen. And I look up to them for, uh, for, for a lot of multiple reasons. I'll tell you right now that, uh, so substation technician, as far as the union side of it, is a somewhat new ticket. And uh, as far as that goes, you know, there's been instances in different places or storms or things that we've worked doing what we do. And they're like, well, you know, the linemen got it made. And it's because linemen have been around a lot longer and they actually stand up and say and mean what they believe. Right. And so that's what it takes for everybody to just be open, honest and stand up for what you believe, you know, just stand your ground. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. As far as uh, whether, you know, because the non-union union side, everybody's got a contract. And then as far as the safety side, it's, it's either right or it's right or it's wrong. It's wrong. And uh, if you if you don't have anybody standing up, they don't have a backbone for it, then, you know, it starts leaking into a questionable area where people start getting hurt. Uh, people, you know, we're not getting as good a benefits to pay or things, whatever, stuff like that. But, you know, everything that you have and that I have, whether it be union or non-union, somebody before us fought for it, oh, especially yeah. the union side of it. And if you don't give anything up that somebody fought for, because when you're sitting old and retired and things like that, you know, uh, you don't want your pension to be gone, stuff oh, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Had you ever done any traveling or, you know, was traveling even a hope bag? I'm assuming you were younger at the time, you know, maybe probably freshly married, maybe young kids. Was was the traveling ever an issue or were you more looking forward to the traveling? You know, getting, well, uh, getting your travel card and hit the road. It wasn't until a few years ago. I just recently got married uh, last April uh, or the previous April. I've been married a year, a few months now. So uh, that that's a first for me. Uh, before that, I will say that uh, being out on the road and traveling, I absolutely look forward to it. I uh, spent a lot of time in the southeast, a lot of time in the beaches, Savannah, things like that. And then after topping out and then traveling the country, going to Texas, South Padre, uh, shout out to the guys up there in Kennewick, Washington, uh, wow. you know, all the way to California, uh, New York. Uh, I just actually, the 48th state on the mainland, I just uh, went two weeks ago. I went on vacation to go see some of my in-laws family. Up in uh, Presque Isle, Maine, about five miles from the Canadian border. Oh, yeah. I, there, there's actually an airport up there, I think they call it Caribou. Yep. In, in Presque yep, Isle. Actually, yes, sir. About five minutes away from uh, my uncle-in-law's house. Mm-hmm. Aunt-in-law's house, right? Yep. yep. Been there, man. That's, I've that's, been there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful country up there. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. That's awesome, man. No, that's, I love and it. Uh, So, yeah, the, the traveling part of it, you get to go see different places. Uh, whenever I finished up uh, last year, I ended up finishing up work in Washington. So, uh, you know, it affords you different opportunities. I flew my wife down to, uh, San, San Francisco and, uh, went down to San uh, Sacramento and signed the books at, uh, down there in SoCal. And, yep. uh, I was like, Hey, just fly on out, you know, and we'll do a little vacation. I'm driving back towards the house anyway. So, you know, go see the Grand Canyon, total the truck out, see a little bit of Las Vegas. You know, just, uh, you said total the truck out. You, oh yeah, you referring to those? I, are you? Did you actually get the wreck, or you referring to those beautiful northern Arizona roads up there? Oh no, it's uh, it's beautiful roads, but absolutely total my truck out. Somebody decided oh. to uh, go ahead and slam Ooh. into the back of my truck. Luckily, you know. Uh, also, advice for all the guys out there with pickup trucks: make sure you got a huge hitch in the back. I don't care what you got, but usually it messes the car up. The little oh. Kia Sportage or whatnot. Mm-hmm. See, I've always heard that from yes, truck drivers. Hitches and change them bumpers out, man. Even oh, just yeah. even just for wildlife, I always I want me a big front and rear bumper. You ever hit an elk or a moose? You're done. Really? Yeah. Instant oh, total. Yeah. yeah, it's done. It's over. Hmm. Total man. if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. You're saying kid. he was a person or done. Yeah. 
<laughs> mm, glad we don't have a lot of them running around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome, man. So all this traveling, now you're you're freshly married. You're getting to experience this with your wife, doing the substation work. So did you have, or, or do you even, do you have any desire of looking at going inside the house, doing relay or, or, or wiring work? Or you, you substation is where it's at, ride or die? Well, to, to be to be fair on that too, uh, there's also in the past few years, uh, I'm a substation technician. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Because that means something different every single place that I've ever stepped foot in. It depends on what contract I'm in. Um, so as I know it, and as of Selcat and as of the Southeast and most, like I'd say 90% of the places that I've been to a substation technician is somebody who works inside a substation. So anything inside the barbed wire fence, including above ground, underground, uh, inside the house, outside the house, pretty much anything inside that barbed wire fence is going to be up to you. Uh, depending on what contractor and things you're working on, your scope of work, what they've, you know, bid out and things like that. We do everything from concrete. We do conduit. Um, not my favorite, uh, but uh, what a lot of the main portions of it are, you know, set steel, set equipment, uh, put together equipment, put together transformers, installing transformers, replacing bushings, uh, you know, drying oil, testing CTs, going in the house, doing relay, even even some some of the jobs that I've been to, you know, even putting up the barbed wire fence itself. Anything inside the fence, usually what details substation technicians. So it's a giant IBW blanket ticket just for substation. Uh, and, it, and it helps out a lot. And I, I've known quite a few brothers and I could list a ton of them all from east to west coast and some really great ones down here in Puerto Rico that I'm working with. Seems like most everybody that I know that I would call or have already been down here are here or thinking about coming down here where we're already at. Right. But work all over the place. There's been a few different places where, you know, uh, if it's inside the house, it's inside wires work, which is okay. And then there's a few different places that I've been to, to where transmission is, is kind of a gray area. Uh, I normally just tell the guys, call the BA, call the union hall, things like that. That Mm -hmm. way nobody's crossing any lines or anything like that, or, you know, not doing the right thing. It kind of depends on that, but pretty much your job titles, everything inside the fence. And I've seen a few guys with tickets, you know, if, if you ever walk up on somebody and I don't care if it's a sub tech, a lineman, inside wireman or a mechanic, or even a guy at McDonald's, if they tell you they already know everything, Get away from them. Yeah, run. Run? <laughs> run. That's that's the guy that's going to get you hurt or killed. Yep. I want to go back real quick to uh, something you said there, man. You said you did civil and everything. So they taught y'all, like, are y'all mobbing into a station, to an area, and you're using, like, a transit, you're shooting elevations, you're, you're actually pouring concrete, doing all that civil work as well? We'll be back after a quick break. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. Absolutely, I have. No and you know, just as much as I do, some of these, the bigger companies and the customers we work for, some of them um, on their safety protocols and stuff, even on a greenfield, 
wearing that long sleeve FR. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all have ever had to wreck and rub concrete and long sleeve FR with long pants in, in the southeast or swamp heat, which I'm sure you have, but it's <laughs> not a fun time. Right. It doesn't sound like a good time, that's for sure. That, that's, that's pretty cool, though, because like how I came up, man, mm-hmm. we had civil guys. Right. And then we had electrical guys. Right. And once you were electrical, you weren't rubbing out concrete. You weren't setting forms. You weren't mm-hmm. pouring. You weren't using transit, shooting elevation. Strictly electrical. Work. Electrical. Yep. <laughs> Above grade, if you will. Right. But that that's really cool that that Cellcat, you know, preps you from ground up. Yeah. Sounds like you're. And uh, it's. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it sounds like it really preps you for any kind of work that needs to be done in the substation. Yeah. <laughs> really well, grounds you out as a person. There's so many things involved in it, things like that. You know, they say uh, the whole quote of uh, highly, I can't think of it, the master one, none, all that stuff. But, you know, they can they can try and prep you for what we're doing out there. But a lot of it just comes from experience and just taking a try at it even. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 one thing that I've picked up from some of the guys that I grew up and come up with is you don't have to know everything. And you should really understand that you don't know everything. The key to being an educated person is knowing where to go to get the answer. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Like yep. Use your contacts. Use your resources. I don't know the answer, but I know someone that probably does. Mm. I've always heard yep. that. Feel free to reach out if uh, mm-hmm. if I'm here. If I'm not, that's right. You got a question? That's exactly right, man. I don't want to jump too far ahead, man. This is your show. You got it how you want. Oh, you're good. Go one, ahead. one of the things that I know we had talked about or, or we're texting back and forth about, you were talking about like maybe mental health people, if they're struggling with something or whatever, any any type of coping skills. Yeah. What do you got on now? I'm, I'm trying to remember where that okay, was. Okay. Uh- well, uh, I've had I've had a bunch a bunch of people actually reach out things like that. I know that up in uh, Pennsylvania, one of the halls up there, they're actively uh, they're actively engaging in uh, suicide prevention and uh, you know uh, mental health deals that are going on up there. Uh, and it's not just there; it's all over because you know we're all men. Not nobody wants to admit that they're weak. Nobody wants to admit that they're having issues or anything like that. But I will tell you right now that there's a lot of people out here that uh we spend more time with our brothers than and sisters than we do with our own blood flesh blood family yep absolutely right (laughs) and there's been instances where people feel like they don't have anybody to talk to or uh, don't know how to handle it and to be honest with you even coming up in the trade if if you're not crazy in this trade i don't know if i really trust you it (laughs) takes a special kind of crazy to be out here it takes an even more special kind of crazy at the house waiting on you Yep. <laughs> and it oh, there's a lot of, I will say, even in my own life in the past, in chemical dependency, alcohol being the number one biggest deal. And, you know, especially a younger man's life, being out here on the road, having fun, things like that. Everybody likes to have fun. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I can't I can't go into detail and speak on some of it. But there's an instance where there's been a few fatalities and it has nothing to do with work. Yep. Mm. They're out. They're out at work. They're enjoying themselves, intoxicated, whatever it may be, maybe just by themselves, being ignorant, having trying to blow off steam. And, you know, you always say, you know, err on the side of caution, things like that. Little things matter. And nobody ever thinks about it until they matter. Yeah. So right. I, I do strongly encourage. And uh, I know I talked to, uh, like I said, Curtis Allen Bullgrunt. We talked a little bit about uh, some of those instances going on up there. But reach out. Um, I don't know about as far as your company goes, but I guarantee you they have a mental health hotline, suicide hotline for that matter anyway. You're not alone. Some of the healthiest things you can do. I, I'm not I'm not a big believer in drugs because I'm not a doctor, so I can't really speak on that or anything like that. But I will say sometimes you just need to blow off steam and tell somebody, 
even somebody you don't even know. Yep. Uh, yeah. So if you're feeling trapped up, I encourage it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That. Um, and actually, episode one, Blake, Mike Barr. When I was on Mike Barr's website, mm-hmm. he actually has a post of all the high voltage, you know, what we do, right? So I forget if it was worded as linemen or substation, but let's just say high voltage technicians, right? Okay. Our, our industry. Yeah. He actually had a post with how many high voltage technicians have committed suicide in the last three years. No and kidding. it was an astounding number. It was an astounding number. Like I, I hate to misquote it, but I want to say it was over five thousand. It sucks that it's like that. It is yeah. an astounding number. It is. But the fact that people like us or people like them mm-hmm. have options, you know, yeah, it, but it's not just. I, I hear you, and I know. Like I'll speak for the last two companies I worked for. They had what they called an EAP, an employee assistance program. Right. So it was kind of sponsored by like the healthcare company right mm-hmm. whoever the insurance was if it was blue cross blue shield or whatever yeah but yeah you had like a 1-800 number that you could call and get that employee assistance they would pay for you to talk to like a psychiatrist okay. or, or whatever and it was free it was on the company it was part of your That's insurance awesome. package like i said i i hadn't really thought about it really and then when yeah when talking with mike Barr offline he was like yeah this is a new big thing man the 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 suicides and stuff are ridiculous right now it's crazy. It is. Well, when you think about it, everybody that you know that is, you know, journeyman topped out, this is the guy when the earth and the world is wrecking and falling down around you, everybody looks to yep. journeyman. Everybody's looking to you for, we need an answer, we need a solution. Mm. But at the end of the day, that man probably doesn't have anybody that he feels he can feel weak enough to go talk to. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's tragic. It's definitely tragic, man. Yeah. But the fact that it's getting brought up, and you have these options is what I was saying is right. Yeah, no, the it is a good thing. It's a bad thing, but it's well, at least the awareness. Yeah. Right. The awareness, and then it so. becomes a pride thing. I think that's the next step is, is the pride, right? We're all grown men. We don't want to talk oh, about yeah. this stuff. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to talk about this. No, you don't want to miss soft have Right. You don't want to yeah. come off as you have a weakness, right? Sure. I think that's the next big step is getting over the pride. Mm. Totally agree. And that's going to be tough. It oh, is. Yeah. That's going to be that's tough. That's a tough stone to crack. Hey, I saw, crack. I saw something kind of associated. It took me a minute to think about it. What's that? I saw something on LinkedIn. It might have been today. And someone had posted a little sign that says, I hope you win the battle that no one knows about. Mm. And I'm like, what the heck? That's I got to thinking about it. Then I got to thinking about it, and they're talking about whatever battle is in your head yeah. that you're fighting that you, you're not telling anyone else. But I hope you win the battle that no one else will know about. Mm. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, stuff. no, it was cool, man. It was. I was like, it took me a minute, but I'm like, oh, I got, I got it. I think I got it. No, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it seemed appropriate for this this conversation. Absolutely, man. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, Woody. I'm sorry. We're kind of all over the place, man. And you did the cell cat. You did the apprenticeship. You actually were in line, quit, went back to bartending, changing Goodyear tire and rubbers, went back to cell cat, did the substation stuff. Right. Now you're happily married. You've traveled 48 states. So I got to ask you, Woody. 48 states. My God, dude. What's the best one? Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to. No, no, no. Oh, that's that's so, the obvious one. I, I, well, I'm going to have to say the one I'm living in currently, Tennessee. Tennessee. Home Tennessee. of the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to say Thunder. Hey, there, at least it's an SEC team. <laughs> at least it's SEC, okay? Hey, man. Yeah, at least fair. it's SEC, you know, where real football gets yeah, played. Definitely no ACC. Or- oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to kind of go the same question but different. 
Best place you worked. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, because we're talking about work, Blake. Well, I mean, come on. I'd, I'd be honest with you, I'd have to say that, um, well, currently right now in Puerto Rico, uh, even though we were full up on work, and uh, this is definitely not a vacation at the current time, it's absolutely work, but uh, I'd have to say the place that I've gone to quite a bit that's probably one of my favorites, I'd have to say Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. What? Uh, Pennsylvania was pretty awesome. What made Pennsylvania so awesome? If I might ask, because uh, I've never been there before. Beautiful, the people. Uh, you got a little bit of countryside when you're getting out there into some of the outer sticks. Uh, got to go by Philly, get a cheesesteak. Oh, I've heard about the Philly cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Are they really all oh, that yeah. talk? You got to have the cheese whiz though. Cheese whiz. Yeah, it's oh, sprayed yeah. cheese whiz. See, people don't know that. Pat's and Geno's, man. Mm-hmm. Pat's and Geno's. Two, two, two places that sells uh, cheesesteaks, completely both different. Yep. Little bar in the middle, you can go enjoy them at. Great, Ooh. great setup. So where, where specifically where are you working in Philly, if you don't mind? Or not Philly, but in, in PA? Uh, actually, the first job that I went up there to uh, was a company after I left. They had me drive 30 hours straight from uh, Brownsville, Texas, up to Mountaintop, Pennsylvania. Uh, just outside of Scranton, and no Dunder Mifflin is not there. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a good uh, yeah. a little plug there. I like that. Nice. <laughs> nice. Jeez. All right. Let's do the opposite. Worst place you ever worked. Ooh. Now you're going to make me make an enemy. Um, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. You keep it all anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Absolute worst place I've ever had to go do a job at. Okay. Uh, nah, uh, Iowa. Really? I'll be honest with you, Iowa, because uh, where we were actually working at was at a uh, wind turbine facility, and um, it was like an hour and a half, two hours to the nearest hotel. Ooh. And so uh, I'm sure you guys are, and people are listening are pretty familiar with the term tramp. Yep. Um, so uh, I can't tell you how many cornfields I've had a uh, gallon jug shower in after work because I wasn't driving two hours, turn around, come back, and then uh, sleep all in the... Uh, cab of the truck there or yeah. 10 out man i worked at a wind farm in iowa a year and a half ago and it must have been the same one because i <laughs> swear to you it was an hour plus to the hotel mm. oh yeah is it, all of iowa like that yeah i was awesome dude i mean if, if you like the cornfields big white tailed deer that mm. are just eating corn all day pheasants Pheasants every day. I saw pheasants. Hmm. Yeah, it was like substation work. It had to be over an hour each direction (sighs) to the hotel. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. It was a wind farm as well. Do you guys end up tramping or no? No, no, no. We weren't tramping. We weren't. We weren't taking showers in cornfields. I had hot water. (laughs) That sounds like an experience. I had hot water, but by God, I drove an hour forty. Good time. By the way, I'd have to point out that was in the summertime, especially not the winter, because that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That summer heat will get you. Yeah, I want to say I was out there last May, June, May. It was recent. It would have been last May. Yeah. Anyhow. All right, cool, man. That's awesome. So, Blake, what you got, man? I'm just trying to figure out. Um, I, I did have something uh, yep. pop in my head a little bit ago. So you said you're currently working in uh, Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. What's, like, the electrical grid down there like? Is that's it in shambles? Question. No, that's I've heard, question, man. I've, I've heard uh, some people say that it's not the greatest didn't, down there. Didn't that Lumen, Luma, Lumen buy it all out? 
I'm not 100% sure. Uh, open legally, uh, Luma is uh, is uh, Puerto Rico's power supply currently right okay. now. Yeah. Uh, as as far as the grid and everything right now, I am legally obligated that I cannot say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, but I will say that there is a lot of work that needs to be done. I will say that um, the people down here are amazing people. Uh, they're very. I mean, it's, 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 it's some of the greatest things I've ever seen as far as, uh, you know, fellowship, brotherhood, ingenuity, uh, you, awesome. you, you've, you've had people from previous things that have happened on the Island, you know, people, you get people that are mad without three days of power. Sure. Mm. Who Which is, is understandable. Yeah. Imagine going three months without power. Right. Mm. Imagine going two years without power. Mm-hmm. Full caveman right there. That's yeah. You're making fires every day. That definitely an adjustment. That's for sure. And uh, but the it's 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 uh, it's well on its way. I believe firmly. There's a lot of uh, people down here that are working that really enjoy what they do, believe in what they do, and uh, like I said, this uh, this place it it'll get there. It will get there. Yeah. No. I mean that, that's good to hear, man. That is. So I guess another one of the questions that we we tend to ask especially people like yourself you're you're traveling again not meant to be intrusive if you don't want to answer don't answer sure yes sir what you as a travel man and we actually get quite a few emails actually that new people to the industry or people that are listening that want to be in this industry they're not even involved in it yet what's it like on you your wife does that take a special person a special relationship or did after three months hey it's, it's normal it's life as usual no heartaches, no hard feelings. They just get it. In my personal uh, experience, it's never normal. Uh, just as a lineman, they would say, you know, if God wanted you to climb a pole, you'd have, you know, had a bone spur coming out of your foot. Right. Um, I'll say that it takes uh, a lot of work, uh, just like any marriage would as well, um, that it takes understanding, a lot of trust, a lot of, um, a lot, lot of uh, you know, just understanding what the situation is. Um, and thank God these days for, uh, you know, FaceTime and things like that with a little girl and things like that. Cause nobody ever wants to grow up living in a, in a handheld box. But, you know, if you think about, you know, not too far long ago when there were, you know, just the flip phone or the Blackberry, what no, what no camera on that thing. So communication, I'll say that is, uh, is pretty key, but, um, it's, it's hard. It is hard. I don't think it's something that is, uh, fully sustainable. I say that we, uh, try and make the money and enjoy the better life when we're home to be able to spend it with our time. Cause then in the end, money is nothing. It's literally just trading your time away from home so that you can go home and enjoy a lifestyle that you deem sustainable. Yep. Right. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I, I traveled for, I don't know, six, eight years, but you can bet the first time I had a chance to get home, I was home, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's the dream. But there's there's them hardcore guys and more power say. to them. There's guys that tramp for 40 friggin' years, and that takes a special person, but it ain't me. I was going to say, I haven't tramped for 40 years nor traveled for 40 years, but right now I'm trying to travel as much as I can, make that money. Well, and you're still single. True. Right? You're in a, you're in a good position to, to do that. Of course. You're yeah. in a great position to travel, learn, and make some bankroll yeah i think it's just I funny will, i will definitely say make as much money as you can get as much knowledge as you can 
And then as you're doing that, find things that you would like to invest in and find something, a path that you want to follow. Hey, Blake, let me, uh, let me give you some advice right here on the air. Okay. Do not invest in a podcast. <laughs> Ter <laughs> terrible investment. Maybe, maybe Woody, you take some uh, partnership in the Substation Nation investment. Hey, we'll, we'll post it up on out there. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So... I'll circle back to Substation Nation. So, were you surprised at the the amount of people that are involved in that and and the community around it? Because I know I'll speak for myself. I've always found our industry, our community, it's incredible how we rally behind people and mm -hmm. ideas, and I just find it absolutely phenomenal. No, uh, to be honest, it it was surprising because I was like, you know, how many subtext are out there? Because when when I first went out into the free world, uh, I guess I just kind of didn't think anybody else ever did it. And so whenever you started looking into it, you know, you're getting a couple hits here and there or whatever. And uh, I think we've only got like maybe 18, 1900 people on there, but I've probably denied five times that uh, either to spam or um I'm not exactly sure how to put it, but people from overseas being on there that uh, are trying to look at pictures, things like that, what have you. Right. But just people that are not definitely not in this industry. Um, and so the people is, it, and it's a short questionnaire. And uh, like I said, I am union and uh, I'm, I'm a strong union man. And uh, I kind of started out with the union side of it, things like that. And then I started kind of opening it up and to be honest, just out in the open with it too. I wanted to do it also as assault because, uh, in my opinion and things, like I said, you know, everybody has this union, non-union fight and the people see this, that, and other, and, uh, bull grunt be a heck of a lot better to put the dollars of donuts to you for it. But, you know, in my personal lifestyle and, you know, what I see is it's a better quality of lifestyle. Right. Uh, so I started kind of opening it up to the non-union side as well, just so they could kind of see what that life has to offer. I got you. Uh, and then from there, you know, everybody's pretty much involved in it. Uh, you can kind of get on there. Chad Shackford's got his little, he was a little TikTok famous there for a little while doing his, uh, was he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. F F550. Like he's, uh, he, he's a true tramp. That's, that's a brother right there. He's, uh, he's got a big old lifted truck out there with a camper in the bed of it, rides dirt bikes and snowboards out there. And, Oregon and California right now, but he used to open up, roll over, open up his uh, camper window, and you'd see uh, a moose out there. He'd roll over and open up the window, and he'd be in downtown, you know, San Diego with people sleeping on streets or whatever, what have you. So, and I, uh, I got to ask, man, were you told that me and him were friends? I actually 100% had no idea. Oh, that you that's funny. I consider him one of my toffee friends on this earth. I mean, Chad is good people, man. We worked together for years. So that probably tells you what utility that I was working for at the time. But Yes, sir. But uh yeah, no, Chad's a good dude, man. I got him into duck hunting and he was coming to my house every weekend. We would go <laughs> hunting. I got him into bow hunting. He bought his first bow with me. Uh which he All actually, I heard was we was going duck hunting. Which I which uh yeah, I <laughs> I'll give you my address when we get done. <laughs> Uh, you, you can bet it. Uh, but yeah, man, no, I know Chad, I know that Overland truck he's been building. Um, I, I didn't know that 
Chad's probably not going to be happy. He's the center of this conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but my I keep boy, hearing all these stories my about boy's him. Crazy, Love man. Are. <laughs> yeah, I love him to death, man. But that's awesome. The one name you drop. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what, twice now that that's happened? Yeah. yeah. He, he has sat in that chair you're sitting in right now, bub. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Many well, that time. right there just shows you how niche our industry is. It is. Right. It, it really is. And that's where we struggle as a podcast, because obviously we want as many people and as many listeners as possible. But we chose a very narrow window. You know what I mean? No, I get it. Especially with substation nation. That's not even high voltage electricity. That's right. Substations. That's very specific. Exactly. Yeah. There's people like Chad out there, man. They're, they're tramping it up, man. And, and, and good for him. I talked to him. Unfortunately, I probably only text him once a week or, or call him once or once a oh, month. You're a bad friend. I know, but, <laughs> but man, the stuff that he has seen and done yeah. now exceeds anything I've done. How many experiences does he have? Like, if you can total it in like years. Years? Chad's yeah. been doing this. I'm I'm pushing seventeen. Chad's gotta have twenty twenty one. Okay. So he yeah, he's, he's got probably to... got he probably had two to four on me. So okay. yeah. Absolutely. But now with the tramping though, I mean, he he's worked for so many utilities and seen way different ways to do things than I was exposed to for so many years. Mm. But yeah, that, it's all out there. You just got to go look. It is. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So do y'all still got open calls in Puerto Rico or all the books full or what? Uh, last thing I heard out of triple deuce for the Island scale as, uh, they're bringing out quite a few linemen. Uh, I believe they are getting ready. Uh, don't quote me on this by the time it comes out Monday, there's somewhat talk of, uh, getting ready to start bringing some more guys out transmission side, maybe distribution. I know this is uh, hurricane season right now and rainy season down here. And, uh, if, if, and I, you know, same aspect, you don't want anything bad to happen to Puerto Rico, but it would not. They would need some help oh, yeah. if anything were to happen down there, sure. Uh, sure. which which will be a pretty much uh, a constant around-the-clock deal. And you, uh, We're working at minimum six tens here where we're at right now. And you're saying those jobs are all being filled out of Triple Deuce? Triple Deuce is where they're going out of right now, okay. yes, sir. Okay. Hmm. Where's that local? Because I, I, w- I only know uh, Triple Seven, 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 Seven out of Reddick uh, locally in Florida. This means nothing uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> that means not- I have no idea what this <laughs> Triple Deuce is actually, I believe, based out of Tampa. They cover most, uh, okay. as far as the Triple Deuce being their their hall down there that covers a lot of it. But they have different sections to what they have going on. Right. So and go then, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, well, I was just going to say because you got the Triple Deuce there, and then uh, we we're working out in St. Louis not too long ago, which is the home of the IBW, and they got local one and two. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's differences in halls because usually you have one hall for a large section. There's a lot more inside local halls and things like that, which I don't know too much on the inside hall situation that's going on. But the only thing I do know about as far as the numbers as well as in St. Louis, and there's an interesting fact that you might enjoy, was uh, you have local one, IBW local one. That's the inside wireman's really? uh, hall right there. And then there's IBW local two which is the outside local. And they're the first two locals inside and outside. Do you know why inside wiremen are local one? No. Lost a coin toss on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's interesting. So, but you, you said you, you had no idea. What we yeah, were no, I, I thought you, were, so, you guys were speaking like a second language there. <laughs> so, and, and obviously Woody can speak to it. I've never, I've never tramped out of union halls. I've always worked for the utility and then I just hire him with a contractor. Mm. You have, so IBEW, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, right? Okay. IBEW, Absolutely. as far as I know, Woody, they're 
worldwide, right? I know they're in Canada and, and a lot of foreign places, but are, are they worldwide? Do you know? Uh, personally, I've never dug too much into it. I know that International Brotherhood is international just like that. I know guys in Canada, and I also know guys here, obviously, here in the States. Uh, I've got to meet a few guys, uh, for instance, while we're down in Mexico. So if you are a if you are a lineman in Mexico, you don't pay an electric bill, which uh, I really? believe the That's electric cool. bill was well, well below 100 or even maybe I, I would go far out to say even below $50. I don't remember if it was a month or a year but it was some astronomical weird number wow that's crazy uh, for things down there um and then you get guys that you know have family on south side of the border because that's the way it is down there yep. you know the border was put there imagine our line whatnot we are the united states of america and it just so happens that some of your other family just happens to be a couple minutes south on the other side of that uh gate uh so you get a lot of guys that are working down there you know they come over or not come over they're down there working but they go see their family and stuff since that is absolutely not the United States of America. And they'll go to Sam's club and get a bunch of, uh, you know, kids swing sets, things like that slides and go down there and kind of build up their own community. And it's really great to see hmm. brothers doing that and helping other brothers out to go do that. Yeah. But I, I guess to try to finish this on, yeah, on, on what Blake was getting at. So you got the IBEW, right? right. So you pay dues. There's different ways dues were paid. There, right. there can be, every a, hall. yep. Every hall. There could be a set fee is, 30 bucks a month. I'm just throwing out the okay. issues number, right? Sure. Some of them, right. Woody, correct, they take like 4% of your pay, right? Or, or, uh, or, not not, not that I've seen. Okay. Uh, legitimately on a lot of our stuff, uh, you know, I, I believe mine's somewhere in the $50 range a month or something like that. And are y'all uh, still doing like A card and B card or no? They do have A and B card, things okay. like that. I've also seen, uh, I've also seen guys test in uh, with the different stuff coming from the outside to the inside. You mm -hmm. know, it's not just a simple walk uh, in most places. I have seen with the call, you know, bought tickets and things like that, which is a scary situation. Right. Because uh, to be to be a hundred percent open, honestly, whenever I topped out the hall, the the gentleman at the hall that I was dealing with at that time, he gave me a class A journeyman lineman's ticket, and I said, "Hey, I'm not yeah. a class A journeyman lineman." <laughs> I said, "I can lie, but that is not." The dazzle them with brilliance or baffle them with bull is not a good <laughs> right. like that. yes. approach <laughs> to this industry. Yep, I agree. So you get your, your car. So he went yeah. to Cellcat, right? Sure. And then I forget what I've, I've only looked into it for like myself. If I wanted to go back to Union and be a journeyman, I believe I would have to have, what is it, like two or three other travel car journeyman sign off on me or vouch for me? Uh, it really depends on what hall you're doing okay. it out of. Some okay. of them have tests. Some you have to test out. Uh, not only with the test, but it is, uh, once again, with the Brotherhood and everything, uh, they do require vouchers. Yep. Uh, you, you know, if um, once again, as far as that goes, I've had, uh, I don't know if you guys know what a transmission tech is. I'm assuming just transmission line. That's, that's kind of what I would think. Yep. But whenever I had a, um, I was running a job, uh, and I won't say where or where. <laughs> so anyway... Guy come in and uh, they said, hey, something's weird. Uh, they have a ticket that says uh, transmission tech and uh, kind of check it out. And so my opinion would be, you know, you work, you know, your transmission lineman. Uh, it may be just Greenfield, you right. know, to de-energize. But that's that's where I would be at if you said you had a transmission tech ticket. Hmm. And yep. so they're like, all right. So they come in the office and sit down. I was like, uh, so uh, you're trans tech? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, you pulled a lot of wire? Yeah, yeah, I pulled a lot of wire. I was like, all right, cool, man. What's the highest you ever been up in a bucket? Well, I, ain't, I ain't never been in a bucket. So what? Exactly. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's let's have a conversation about it real quick, and then you know, there's instance for that. I'm not a believer in holding anybody back. Anybody, anybody, anybody that holds you back from bettering yourself, your family, or anything in between, and they want to hold you back or they don't want to see you succeed is not your friend. Yep. Uh, if if anything, they will help you do anything to show you a better path and easy, uh, not necessarily an easier path, but a better way or a quality of living. Um. And, and, that, and that's where I feel pretty firmly with be your brother's keeper. Yeah. And we discussed that with Mike Barr as well, but that's a very valid point that be your brother's keeper. Mm. That's huge, man. It, you know, we all have self accountability, sure. right? We're all responsible for our actions and what we do. But when you're out there on that job site, and especially like in Woody's case, when you're a journeyman and you're out there on that job site, you have accountability and responsibility to ensure that everyone around you is doing what they need to be doing to be safe. Of course. Right? It isn't always even production-based, but you have got to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. And if you're in over your head, you got to tell someone so we can bail you out of there. Mm. You know? At the end of the day, it's it's eight of you, five of you, seven of you on that job site. and And... It's just y'all, you know. You, you got each other's you backs. Got to have each yeah. other's backs, man. And yeah, there's, you know, check your feelings at the gate. How many times <laughs> have we said that, right? At least three times. You got to check the feelings at the gate. Oh yeah. And every gonna... every substation I walk into, there's a blue feelings bucket right there near the. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> blue feelings. That's bucket, right. right. And, and anything that's said isn't meant to be personal. No. But you got to recognize that sometimes tough love is good love. True. If it sets you straight, then. So, Woody, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm all over the place, man. But we're actually. That's, that's me being scattered. We, we, we're we actually doing a show here coming up since you've traveled. I mean, 48 states, Mexico, Puerto Rico. Do you have any experience with GIS subs? Uh, Yes, actually. Uh, that The the job that y'all asked was one of my favorite jobs The was in Mountaintop, Pennsylvania, was a GIS substation. It was my first one ever. And uh, it was extremely interesting. Uh, and it was, it was really cool to be honest with you. It's a, it's a different way of setting and setting up. There's a lot more detail to what goes on there, especially inside the building. Well, I was mainly in charge of doing a lot of the jacking in the lines and things like that. A lot of the inside wire guys were, uh, helping establish the GIS pipes and things like that. And I don't know, and I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but, uh, it's definitely really even more interesting to see how they test them before they go hot. Hey, if you don't mind, man, I'm just going to put you on the spot on the air here. Uh-oh. He's <laughs> known for this. <laughs> you, you would be okay to be in on that show with us? I've only seen a couple. I have never physically worked in a GIS. Mm. I, I have a basic fundamental and understand what they do and the concept of why we use it. But, Woody, if you got some hands-on experience, you could add to that show. I mean, it would definitely be best for our listeners, you know? True. Would you be open to uh, that? I, I could definitely help you guys out. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be great. Man. That's awesome. Because that's what we're trying to. We're trying to bring, you know, different content, whether it be educational, whether it be safety, mm. and, and and talk to the people out in the field. And, and you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. There's more than one way to build a substation. <laughs> yes, sir. That's awesome. Hey, I got another question with all your traveling. Have you ever worked in stations that do not have slag? What are you calling slag? rocks oh um to be honest with you um the only station that i've ever seen that does not have uh rocks on it is uh probably five minute walk from the house that i grew up in mississippi i don't know what the reasoning is behind that beautification or whatnot but they cut the grass there every single day and the entire time i've been in the trade i've never seen one that didn't have rock in it 
And so, I don't know why that one's there. So two weeks ago, I, I'm with you. I have never heard of a substation without rocks. Does sound a little I have seen pictures, but I assume they were like Europe. You know what I mean? Or somewhere uh -huh. overseas. Something yeah. completely odd. and Right. Yeah. And I also, I'm no engineer. I also thought the rocks were necessary for the ground grid, right? You, you get that ground resistivity and it, it increases your step potential. I thought so. Oh, no. But well, here recently, I found a local, you know, let's say co-op, and we're doing some projects in their stations. And every one of their stations, we drove to five of them. Mm. None of them have the first rock in it. It's all green grass. Looks like rye really? grass. Yeah. I'm like, man, y'all need to buy some goats and just let them eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you guys, you guys ain't never seen an engineer make a mistake before, have you? Negative. No. Never. They're perfect. <laughs> never. So uh, we, we usually do, and they, they, they put together the ground grid and calculate what that ends up being, and I've had to take rock before I can even dump it to go get tested for resistivity. Mm -hmm. um, it also acts as, you know, fire retardant for oils and things like that, yep. but no, it's pretty rare. Yeah, no, that, that was just something, is talking to someone like yourself that has worked all over the place. Mm. Clearly have seen more than I have, and that's why I was curious. Yeah, that's interesting. That, uh, I will say, depending on what part of the country, you know, wherever the pit they're getting the gravel and things, it uh, kind of gets interesting. Sometimes you feel like you're walking across, you know, the uh, mountain climbing on mm -hmm. bigger boulders. Yeah, I hate other that. Times, other times you feel like you're in pea gravel like you're a kid at the playground again. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think I think most of the time now we spec like fifty seven stone. But yep, fifty seven stone. Yeah, fifty seven stone. I'll tell you. Good all luck that. having okay. a pair of boots more than a year. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And see, that's what I like about this man. We're talking to people. He's in Puerto Rico right now. He's from Tennessee and knows exactly what the heck we're talking about. Mm. Been there, done that. Got the t shirt. Right. It's pretty cool. And still learning every day. That's right. So student, student two things I can offer advice is make sure you try and learn something new before nine a.m. and eat a bullfrog for breakfast because your day can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that's pretty hey, good. That's a Mississippi boy right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, Blake, first, do you got anything? Um. I guess, I mean, we could always ask him the uh, the question we ask just about every guest. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. That's my fault. Oh, no, that's all good. Um, so, like, we've noticed there's, like, this weird transition between uh, all the journeymen leaving this industry and then a lack of people filling those roles. Um, you know, what are, like, do you have any ideas off the top of your head or, like, suggestions oh, that man. can help with that? Great question. Uh, Thank you. I will say, and uh, some of it is what I feel, matter-of-factly, and some of it will probably be just my opinion anyway, um, is one. So I've had, and it was actually in the past few years, um, that I had a gentleman. Uh, I had to let him take three days off of work at the end of the week so he could go to his high school graduation. Oh, one of the best God. workers I ever had. Nice. So young, getting in the trade, trying to get in the apprenticeship and everything like that. And, uh, you know, you have people and COVID did a huge number on people not being at work. Mm, yep. uh, sure. There's a lot, there's a lot of free money. Or I won't even say free money, but there was a lot of money being handed out that didn't really incentivize anybody to go to work. Mm. They called it essential workers. Some would also say that might be, you know, disposable, um, <laughs> just depending on how bad they need the power. Cause you know, everybody sitting at home doing the Wi-Fi get y'all messed up and any of the COVID stuff or anything like that. But I will say is that you've got a lot of people that are coming out here that are being justified in the gratification of social media, TikTok, you know, get on Instagram, get a bunch of followers, things like that. You'll have, you know, that's how you make money. You don't have to go to work for a living, things like that. If you're not, if you're heroes that are doing what we're already doing anyway, you're probably not going to come out here and do this. Right. Right. Yep. 
if if you don't and in Yagra, Memphis, uh, Mississippi, but it was about a 15 minute drive to Bill Street, Memphis, Tennessee. And friends down there, if you see, you know, people that are making the easy money, you know, and you see the guy working his butt off to earn it, and then he's only got some of it to enjoy now, most people are going to take the easy route for monetary compensation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you've got guys that get into the trade for the money. Uh, it, it, it never lasts. I, and then to be honest with you, the biggest showstopper is going to be when people have kids. Most of the time they're like, I'm done. I'm going to go work at Krispy Kreme. But, <laughs> um, but as far as getting somebody interested in coming into the trade, talk to them. Go out there. Uh, I encourage anybody and everybody to talk uh, about what they've got going on. Uh, the biggest downfall, I'd say, is the traveling on sides of it because nobody wants to be gone. And usually if they're already married or have a relationship going on, well, you're not leaving anywhere for a week at a time. Right. And you know what? I don't blame them going back when I did it. It was a different situation to each their own story. But, uh, you know, uh, go out, you know, everybody talks, you guys talked about on the first episode, I believe you were talking about, um, golly, uh, dirty jobs, micro. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's my hero, brother. <laughs> My micro is an Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout myself. And so whenever I topped out or not topped out, there you go. Talk. So, so whenever I achieved that goal or whatever, I got a letter from micro. Really? Oh, that's cool. Um, and it was through a friend or whatever, sitting there talking about it. But micro has a lot of ideas about, you know, the trades. So if you get into cell cat and things like that, and any of the uh, military guys out there, they have the helmets to hard hat program. So if you get into the apprenticeship and things like that, your GI Bill covers it. So you're actually going through the apprenticeship, which the apprenticeship they offer, Albat offers, Mo Valley offers, they all have the same thing. And there's more out there that I probably don't know about. And if anybody knows about it, please share. But you're getting journeyman pay through the GI Bill to learn on-the-job training to come out of the military to do the job. Yep. Um, we have people going to colleges. We have people going to high schools and things like that. Jay out of uh, Alabama down there, he opened up his power line company down there and uh, they do uh, truck days. So you go to the town square and whatnot and they come out with, you know, tow trucks and fire trucks and ambulances and they bring the bucket trucks out and maybe take kids for a ride up there, you know, introduce, you know, something other than go sit and learn a degree in underwater basket weaving, go find something to make you validate and feel better about what you do. As far as, you know, I, I love what I do thoroughly, but like it. it's for everybody. I don't know. So I just, I guess it's just letting people know there's other options out there other than just having to go take tests. No, I agree. And and I know, I, I don't remember if you said it on the podcast or if it was when we were off air, but no, it was on the show. You, you know, you said you really found out about this because of a, a gentleman that was coming in to where you were working. Right. And, and kind of introduced you to this industry. And that, like Blake said, this is something we've talked to a lot of people about. You know, I, I'm like, you know, quote unquote legacy. My dad was working for the utility. My uncle worked for the utility. And I was told, hey, you don't want to go to college? You can make a pretty good living. Come work for the utility. And, yes, sir. you know, we see a lot of that, right? You know, third, fourth, fifth generation utility workers, mm-hmm. whether it be line sub, doesn't matter. And, and then you got Mike Rowe that's actually going against the grain, as you will, pushing for the trades. But I, I'll speak for myself. I know coming up, it was college, 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 college. Yeah, same No for one me. ever told you you can make 100, 150 grand a year without a degree mm-hmm. and actually enjoy what you do. Same you know, like what Woody just said, I love this industry. Yeah. I, I truly do. I have met so many people, seen so many things. 
Think about what we do with cranes, buckets, man lifts. We play with all the fun toys. <laughs> That's right. Who doesn't want to do this? <laughs> Who doesn't want to go oh, 100 yeah. feet up I know. <laughs> I, well, you couldn't. I, I, I'm not saying there ain't a check big enough, but you couldn't pay me to stare at the world through a window mm. out of an office. Right. There's no Amen. way. There, I, I, maybe there is a check big enough. I don't know. Maybe, I mean. But it's going to have a lot of commas. I was going to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to be up there for me. It's going to be huge. But well, yeah. there's an old saying, you know, there's four things I'm scared of. That's heights, electricity, women, and motorcycles, and we're checking all them boxes pretty good. <laughs> so. That's right. That's exactly right. Woody, I, I think, Blake, you're good? Yeah, no. Uh, I, th- I think I'm good. Woody, we'll, we'll get the air to you, man. Anything you want to say? Any final words? Any shout-outs? It's yours, and then we'll we'll wrap up, brother. No, I uh, appreciate talking, guys. Uh, uh, Blake, Jeremy, it's uh, been, you know, been fun. Been an honor and a privilege and stuff, and we'll keep, keep in touch and things like that. Obviously, it's a small world we all live in, and even smaller when we get into the trades. Um, uh, going back to, uh, make sure you go check out the bull grunt. If you're interested in looking at some funny line work material, things like that. And hopefully he'll be on you guys show. I'll put y'all in contact here soon. Uh, so maybe y'all can set some of that up if y'all are interested. Um, also making sure that if, uh, you know, you're feeling down that lonely out, whatever, don't let anybody say you're a sissy. Uh, like honestly, everybody's got to get some stuff off their chest anywhere sometimes. So if you feel like you ain't got nobody, reach out i mean if, even if to the point you know substation nation on there woody thompson if you feel like you want to reach out to me please go ahead you know ain't nothing wrong with a listening ear or anything like that um that being said there's always options especially a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem is never a good idea mm. i like that um it's it's there it's 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 a real it's a real thing um uh, that also being said, just, you know, if it's not safe, don't do it. I know everybody talks about hurry up, but be safe. Safety is number one for number one priority, but is it really? Yeah. Uh, as you guys said, was it safety third? I believe it was a uh, thing that yep. I kind of heard about yep. a little that, bit. That's not, the micro. Not, not a, that's yeah, micro. not bad. That's a, that's a good one. And so, uh, yeah, just be your brother's keeper. And, uh, that legitimately means be your brother's keeper. Right. On the clock, off the clock, uh, everything you do and say matters as far as work, off the clock, on the clock, uh, hit up Substation Nation. Uh, big shout out to all my guys down here in Puerto Rico, uh, PJ and Bobby Boucher and uh, Wes and KJ, Andrew, uh, all the fellers down here and uh, Gustavo Monteagudo. And uh, appreciate it, guys. Just uh, really... Uh, Really appreciate y'all's time, and uh, maybe we'll get to talk another day. Yeah, it was great having you on, Woody. Yeah, man. We appreciate it, bud. All right, Blake. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, Blake. Well, what do you think, man? I think it was good. I thought it was great. That was an awesome episode. Yeah, I know, man. So just recap real quick. Dude's been to 48 states, Mexico, Mm. working down in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah. Like, if there's a definition of journeyman. That you got it right there. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Started his own social media, the Substation Nation. So, again, additional work, additional headache. He ain't scared, right? He likes it. He's worried about people's well-being, mental health, worried about the training, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I I love it, man. These are the type of people. Of course. This is why I love the industry. Sure. That's what makes it. Yeah, people. And then, you, you know, we're talking to him. And what's he doing? He starts name dropping Chad. Right. That I mean, shows to goes to show how small of a pond. And that's what really I've told is. you when you got into this, right? This yeah. is like a huge industry, 
but it just seems so small. It really does, man. Mm. You're going to bump into people time and time and time again. And that strengthens that uh, brotherhood. It does. It does. I, I truly love it, man. And, and talking to people like Woody just reinforces it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it really does, man. I'm, I'm grinning from ear to ear. Mm. Mm. It was a great episode. Yeah, I was glad, uh, glad to have him on. No, he reached out to us. We can't thank him enough for that. Yeah. I mean, people that are willing to come on the show, give us airtime, give us content, share Huge their shout message. out to them. Yeah. Absolutely. So you got anything for wrap up, brother? No, I'm good. How about yourself? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is he mentioned he was 15 minutes from Bill Street, downtown Memphis. Go there, eat at BB King's, get you some ribs. And mm. and that is the home. Well, just about a half mile from Bill Street, if I remember, is the Pyramid. That's now the Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right on the Mississippi River. It's like River. the third biggest pyramid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, that's an awesome Bass Pro. Go check it out if you're ever in the area. All right. Well, you good? Yeah. No, I'm great. All right. Well, as always, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate the support. We appreciate people like Woody reaching out. For you sure. ever want to be on the show, you got a message you want to share, you want to mm-hmm. be part of this, just email us. Uh, we'll put the outro here in a second. We got our email. We got our LinkedIn. We got our Facebook. I don't yep. want to repeat all this garbage twice. No. Man, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was that good. was awesome. You ready? Let's do this thing. Can I, can I, can I call you Juicy one more time? <sighs> Let's do it. Hit the outro, Juicy. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We're very excited to see where this thing takes us. If you guys want to check us out, where can they check us out, Jeremy? Oh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and email us at workingwithlightning at gmail.com. Man, that sounds great. It is. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Appreciate your time. Yep. Take it easy, everyone. See you.